Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, let's, uh, let's get to headlines. Payne and Pendergast with today's headlines. Brought to you by BaywayJeep.com. I'll get it out of the way, Ben. You're listening to KLT and KLT HD2 and Odyssey Station. All right, Texans interviews. They did two of them yesterday. Mike Kafka, the offensive coordinator for the Giants, interviews in person. Hopefully was not listening to Payne and Pendergast yesterday morning. And Ijero Ivero. My name is Ijero Ivero. Okay. Oh, you nailed it. Jero Ivero, thank you. It's it's so easy to say and yet hard to remember. There's so many directions you can go with it. That's the that's a very for a short for a couple of short names that rhyme. It's going to get mispronounced quite a bit if he becomes a head coach. It's the biggest challenge he has in getting a job. <laughs> it's pretty pronunciation. It's like twenty percent accurate. I, I feel like I'd be like I'm never going to be able to pronounce this guy's name. What was my Dusty Next? Baker theory? Which player was I? Uh, did I feel like? Oh, <laughs> oh no, it was a Lovey Smith one. It was. Uh, <laughs> Um. Anyway, Okoronkwo maybe. It wasn't Okoronkwo. It was um the running back. Oh, oh, Dario Gumbawale. A Gumbawale. Yeah, I <laughs> yes, felt like he just. That's why I felt like they didn't play a Gumbawale because he was he didn't want to pronounce. A I guess twenty percent right. I don't yeah. think it's totally right, but I think twenty percent. A Gumbawale is another one that if you look at it, you're like okay, a Gumbawale. Yeah. And as soon as you look away from the page, uh, it's gone. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> it is. It's pronounced like it's spelled. Yeah. It should be simple. As is Ijero Ivero, and yet. Uh, at any rate, Ivero was over a Zoom yesterday. So two second interviews in the books. Seth, I feel like these are two candidates that are, I think for Texan fans, they're fairly far down the list. Not to mean they're bad coaches. Well, yeah. They're also coaches, as you've pointed out, that seem to be maybe ahead of, they're interviewing up right now. You know what I mean? Like they've both been coordinators one right. year. Well, and like if you look at uh, Ivero, Ivero was a defense coordinator for one year, gets his hat in the ring this year, kind of like D'Amico did last year. And then I think it takes a while. It takes that full year of the offseason where now some of the owners have looked into these guys a little bit. They're aware of them. They're keeping an eye on them. And then for whichever owner's teams start to really suck during the season, then there's that name brand recognition. Yeah. We're like, oh, yeah, I remember the – I remember EJ Uzize or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll learn it later. But I remember that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's He and D'Amico are the only ones, at least that I've seen in tallying this up – that are inter- interviewing with every team. As you pointed out, D'Amico last year 
you know, he he interviewed with the Minnesota Vikings the first interview and then backed away from the process altogether. Yeah. Probably that would be an interesting thing when he gets hired somewhere, or especially if he gets hired here, an interesting question to ask him. Like, what was it about the twenty twenty two hiring cycle that made you back away I, from from interviewing? You know, I think, you know, you did when people are talking about the personal motivations, you always gotta be careful and you know how much you take at face value. Um but one of the things that because that's just, you know, you don't disclose all your personal stuff. Um, but one thing that D'Amico had said was that he just felt like he needed that other, uh, an extra year, I'll paraphrase, um, either as, as to prepare or just to, you know, be a better coach yeah. and to improve himself. I mean, if you look at the San Francisco defense, just by defensive efficiency, last year they were seventh. They were no they were no louts by any means, yep. and they got better as the year went along. And but this year they're number one overall yeah. in defensive efficiency, number one in scoring, number one in rush defense. Like they were, they were a a dominant, dominant defense this year. Yeah, and that's why I brought it up because a guy like Ivero obviously is continuing with this process. He's yeah. not pulling out like D'Amico. Ivero, I he he's not sure if he has a job to go back to. I, I think there's a decent chance that. Whoever gets hired in Denver might keep him as the DC. Did a good job last yeah. year. He interviewed but he for the head coach job, but they're not looking into um, in Denver. Yeah, he did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, D'Amico. In some ways, it was easy for him to go back. He's like, all right, well, I'll go back and I'll coordinate this defense. It's going to be even better than the one I coordinated last year. Y- yeah, <laughs> you have a soft landing when you go back there. It's tougher for some of these guys who don't know what they're going to be doing next year. If you look at the um, the Denver defense too, Evero improved that defense a good amount. I think people people had this perception that, that well, Vic Fangio was running that defense already and Evero just took it over. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Fangio has had some very, very good defenses through the years, but two years ago in Denver, it was not one of them. Like, they were 20th in defensive efficiency. Evero comes in. They finished top 10. It was a little bit, and it was a better performance than that. The last three years, the last three games of the season, injuries really mounted up and the fact that the head coach was getting fired I'm not going to give him a pass on it but it was he improved the defense yeah yeah so like to an extreme degree through the first 14 games then whatever yep um so um so the two inter- those two interviews in the books I would imagine it's going to be quiet along the Texans front for the next few days seeing as they can't interview do second interviews with D'Amico Ryans Shane Steichen OC for the Eagles uh, nor um, Jonathan Gannon, the DC for the Eagles, they are all playing each other this weekend. I wonder if I think that you know the NFL a couple of years ago very much started encouraging coaches like, hey, um, let's let's take our time with some of these uh, searches and actually genuinely interview everybody. Yeah, like give them real and honest interviews. I wonder if in that time owners have started to just realize, oh wow, yeah. Uh, getting to know these guys a little bit more would have made a big difference. Right. Like a Sean Payton type. Right. Like somebody may have hired Sean Payton this cycle by throwing a bunch of money at him before they even really interviewed him or thought about it or looked at the alternatives. And it could have been a huge, I could see that one being a huge disaster. I, it felt like Urban Meyer last year with the Jets, yeah, right? Yeah, That's kind of yeah. that whole thing. Like it's got to, you got to really sit down, like getting into a relationship. Like yep. you don't get married after, you don't get engaged after the first date. And if you do, your success rate is not high. Right. So, Or like, you're in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and your success rate and is still not I'm told annulments are harder to get than, than uh, <laughs> right? 
The Catholic Church? Well, you got well an annulment from the church is way harder than, but oh even an annulment God. from the law is yeah. uh, is not so simple, right? Dude, it's easier to get into an Ivy League school than it is to get an annulment it's, from the Catholic Church. My God, it's actually easier to fire your head coach than it is to get an annulment. So, <laughs> way easier, yeah. yeah. Um, NFL playoffs. Um, the big thing yesterday. What do they do when you get the annulment? Do they like give you a tisk tisk? I wouldn't know. I never got it. Oh, they didn't give it to uh, you. No, no. I no. I got like part way into the process. I'm like, this is for the birds. <sighs> yeah, like it's. There's a dude, lot of steps, dude. Eternal hellfire. Ah, whatever. Are you sure, man. I could use the tan. <sighs> That's a truth. My skin's very pale. It's not just the fire, man. Yeah. It's the brimstone. It's the- <laughs> it stinks. You ever smell sulfur? Ugh. You've is that in, what it is? You've been in here after you've been in here after I've after I've drank beer. Yeah, that's yeah. what it's like. That's what it's gonna be oh like. I gotta get Father Taylor on the line here. Me farting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can I get it annulled even <laughs> while I'm married to my second wife? Not just farts, beer farts. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it is. Um the big news yesterday, as far as the playoffs go, um Patrick Mahomes was I saw two videos, one of him jogging at practice. One of him just gleefully skipping off of the podium after his press conference. Yeah. Neither of which, the podium one, he wasn't wearing a walking boot. The practice, he was kind of hanging out with his teammates just doing stuff. Uh, the line on the game has moved from, it got up to Cincinnati minus two and a half. Yeah. It's KC minus one right now. Based on those videos and a spry Patrick Mahomes, the it, line has moved three and a half points. If I know social media, and I think I do... <laughs> There are already uh, huge conspiracies about him having a body double. That's uh, is that probably the deal, right? There's got to be. Uh, the, no, that wasn't actually Patrick Hamlin. Mahomes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I wonder if I wonder if Mahomes is kind of like Cal Ripken. Remember the stories about Cal Ripken, where it would be like. You got hit in the face with a, a line drive, and he showed up the next day, and there was no bruise. Like, he was like this freakish, almost uh, unbreakable Bruce Willis type of guy. Yeah. When, uh, whatever the opposite of Mr. Glass is, that he just healed faster than most folks. Right. Remember, that's what that's what Sirianni was claiming about Jalen Hurts as Jalen Hurts continued to stay injured this yes. year. But I wonder if uh, maybe, maybe Mahomes is a little bit like that. Now... He had the previous issue the year they won the Super Bowl. During the regular season, he had that ankle, and it really hindered his play. It did. So, I mean, it's like he's not he's not Bruce Willis and Unbreakable, but maybe he does just heal better than others. Or the or the ankle. Sometimes, you know what happens, Sean? Sometimes when you have a, a, a previous ankle sprain, a bad one, and you tweak it, it hurts like crazy, crazy for a little while. It, but then it, it passes more quickly. Yeah. So maybe it was just one of those kind of reverberation type deals. Ankles are like that. That's why whenever I see a guy turn an ankle in an NBA game, yeah. I'm like, he'll be back in like 10 minutes. Ankles do well, bounce, unless it's a high ankle well, sprain. Well, ankles look, often look uglier than they are. Yeah. Your yeah, ankle yeah. has the ability to kind of bend. And when, when, when put in slow motion, it looks like it must have snapped or something. Right. But with him, I mean, he was obviously limited. And the way he was walking, like anybody who's ever had a high ankle sprain, that's what it looks like because you, you can't. It's like your whole lower leg. There's nothing you can do with it. Yeah. So you're like walking on a peg leg, and uh, for whatever reason, it, he seems to have recovered from it pretty. Quickly. He's moving pretty well at practice. Um, I mean that his that performance in that game. I mean there were times in that game I'm like, just put Henny in, dude. He yeah. led you on a 98 yard drive. You just got to kind of keep the Jags at bay here. He. Mahomes was scrambling on one play and was literally hopping as he was scrambling. Well, he was trying to hand, hand the ball off and he <laughs> yeah. was hopping when he first came yeah, back in. Yeah, it was wild. That, that game was so impressive just from a mental standpoint. Yeah. Um, now, the one big difference, though, 
was that the Jaguars are very, 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 very bad at defending tight ends. Yeah. Uh, one of the worst in the league. The Bengals aren't awesome at it, but they've actually had success against Travis Kelsey. And I don't I don't think that you know, like Kelsey's not going to get 13 receptions in this game. And ba- like Kelsey was Kelsey was 50% of the passing offense he, in that he game. He was, he was, but it was dink and dunk. Right, right, but that's what but that's I don't think that that's not so easy to do. Yeah. You know, like I think that when the Bengals can do a better job of limiting Travis Kelsey. Yeah. You know, Travis Kelsey getting uh, however many it felt like he had like eight first downs in that game. Yeah, that's true. If, uh, if, if he's only he's he only averaged like seven yards a catch, but if he's moving the chains, it was every yeah. Time, there yeah. were a ton for first downs. Yeah, no, it point. was it was a huge part of the yep, game. Yep. That's no, 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 and that's that game itself. Nothing about it looked spectacular except that when you break down a lot of Pat Mahomes' stats, he was actually way above average in his in in that performance. It's yeah. just he's he has gotten he's made the transition. That so few guys do when they show that incredible promise in their first two years. Like so many guys that come in as quarterbacks and look like they're going to rule the league forever. They don't take that next step to where their brain becomes such a force. And like with Mahomes in that game, it was on full display. He was making checks at the line of scrimmage. His relationship and communication and feel with Travis Kelsey was superb. His... Mahomes' understanding of just like just how long he needed to string a play out to make a play. It was really it was a masterpiece of a performance in a lot of ways for something that wasn't really all that spectacular. For him to do that, it was like every little bit of learning he's had over the last few years, it was it was all right. He's there. so good. He's so so good. All right, Houston Sports Awards were last night. Um fun presentation. Really, I mean, this thing's gotten bigger and bigger every year. Patty Smith does a great job with it. Here were the winners. Um Jordan Alvarez, the award winners. Jordan Alvarez, Athlete of the Year. Mm-hmm. We got that one right. I said Pena Dark Horse, but I think you and I both picked Jordan in our prediction yesterday. Uh, that's right, yeah. We predicted well, no, at the I end predicted, of the show. Yes, I did Jordan for Athlete of the Year. And then the uh, the moment of the year was the one that Jordan was included in. He it. had two, the two home runs. I, I, he didn't win that. He, he didn't, didn't win, win that. Stroh's winning the World Series one moment of the year. And I know yeah. I, I, I said I predicted Stroh's win but I wanted Chaz's catch. I wanted Chaz's catch to yeah. be the moment of the year. I was year, rooting yeah. for Chaz McCormick in that one. Um, Dusty Baker won Coach of the Year. The only award that was not taken home by an Astro, because Jose Altuve won the Sportsmanship Award. Mm-hmm. Jim Crane won Executive of the of, Year. Of like, the professional-oriented uh, ones, yeah. Of, the, of all the yeah. awards, that were, of, like, there's six that were handed out. The yeah. only one that didn't go to an Astro was uh, Marcus Sasser winning College Athlete of the Year. And the only reason the Astros didn't win that one probably is because they're not a college. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the Astro, it was the Astro Invitational last night at they the Houston Sports the, Awards. Uh, the, the college play, the guy that went to college. I was, we were talking about this yesterday. I missed the days back when there was like one guy on any Major League Baseball team that went to college. Yeah. And he was hated because of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, yeah, damn college boy over there. But yeah. but you you brought this up. Uh, we were talking during one of the breaks, or might have even been after the show, because we were talking about Pena. Yeah. We were talking on the air about you asking Pena a question at oh, the sports awards. That's but right. You, you and I were talking about his, his age. contract and yeah. his age, and he's 25. He's going to be 26 during yeah. the season this year. And I remember you and I were out in the hallway walking to Parker's office, and you were like, God, dude. Baseball free agency. The aging to free agency in baseball sucks. Like, Pena's not going to be a free agent until he's like 32 years old, and it's because he went to college. George Springer, same thing, went to UConn. Yeah. I think that's why, man. They just, you know, the same reason all these guys in the NBA go one and done way sooner than they should. Let's get the clock ticking, man, to get to my second contract. It's almost Jeremy Pena is like a... uh, 
like a 41-year-old woman who desperately wants children out on the dating circuit. Yes. He's only got so much time. Yeah. And, yeah. He's going to be 49 when he hits free agency. At some point, he might need to to choose artificial insemination. Well, that's a little extreme. uh, He might need to cork his bat. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, what would it be? I guess, yeah, PEDs would be the... Banging a trash can, perhaps. Hey, 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 hey. (laughs) Sorry, that hit close to home. Um, I thought you did a nice job at the Houston Sports Awards last night, Seth. Oh, thank you. you. That was, uh, they make it easy there. They're very well organized. Your pre-show did stream on the yeah, ABC I didn't know 13 that. app. I was told that uh, nobody would be watching that part of it. So I'm At least glad two I people were. kind of clean. Their names were Sean and Amy Pendergast. Yeah. I couldn't go because the water in my building wasn't working. I didn't want to go stinking and unshaven and things like that. Could you tell that I had dry mouth? Most of the evening, no. I was dying, like trying to. It was uh, okay, good. No, I was sweating my butt off trying to run around and, and figure out where I was supposed to be, and uh, and I was dry mouth the whole time. Yeah. Okay. No, you. I couldn't tell you were dry mouth. Um, I thought I, I thought you did a really good job. There were a few people that said they thought on the text page said they thought you looked stressed at times. Oh really? Yeah. Damn. A little, yeah, a little hmm. bit. I didn't think that's so. no good. Well, I was sweating my butt off. Maybe yeah. that's why. Yeah, because you were sweating. They thought you were stressed out. Yeah, yeah. No, you no, were no, sweating because they made you run all over the place. No, but they didn't make me. I just didn't uh, do a good job enough learning the space. Yeah. Um. I Bregman Bregman did very very well as as far as athletes hosting awards shows that I've seen on television yeah, or in person. Yeah. And I didn't get to watch a lot of him from the audience, but I was listening to him on my IFB the entire time yeah. and watching the broadcast. Inside. A little earbud. That yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, the earpiece. And uh, he was very good. Yeah, I thought he was very comfortable. I thought he kind of, he understood that it wasn't about him, which I think for a lot of potentially egomaniacal athletes that get up there and do that, like when you're the MC of this thing, it's very much about you, you know, putting the attention on other people. And I thought he did a great job of that. He also like whenever he was, because, you know, you're presenting this to, um, to athletes, you know, most of the people who get inducted to the the Hall of Fame, uh, the Houston Hall of Fame, are up there in years. Bruce Matt was Bruce Matthews the youngest yesterday? of the three, yeah. probably. Yeah, and Bruce Matthews yeah. is no spring chicken. No, he's a little bit older than me, and uh, like he showed such deference and respect to those guys. Yeah, it was really cool, but it also kept his personality there. I was very, uh, I was, I was proud as an Astros fan to watch uh, Bregman do that. He got, he gets an A. He did yeah. a great job. I thought. I agree with you on that. Here's a sense I got, Seth. You were at the event. I wasn't there. Um, but just through watching the event, watching the number of times the camera cuts to the crowd and seeing who they put the camera on. Yeah. And I, a lot of this, I get through social media through, you know, we had all of our stations out there at Odyssey doing interviews on the purple carpet and things like that. Um, was Jeremy Pena the biggest star at this thing last night? Oh, uh, I mean, I know Jose Altuve is a future hall of famer, but Jeremy Pena's star has risen. I'll tell you what, we were joking around when I was on with show, uh, with Clinton show the other day, they were joking about how Trevor, um, Tyler, excuse me, Tyler thought he was going to be, you know, the best dressed guy there. And, and we were bringing up various other people that would probably be better dressed than him. And, and, and we brought up Pena and man, I'll tell you what Pena, like he, he's one of those dudes that he looks like an old time movie star. He's wearing like this nice blue suit, but it like, it fits him perfectly. He's got like perfect posture and his face is just like, he's got like the face of a movie star from the 1950s or something like a certain kind of like classy, handsome dude. That guy, man, that, that the world is that kid's oyster. If he, uh, if he keeps playing his cards, right. this is the highest compliment I can pay to Jeremy Pena just physically. Yeah. Without sounding like I'm, 
in love with him. Mm-hmm. Baseball, a baseball <laughs> uniform actually looks good on Jeremy Pena. That's true. Yeah, we were whining yesterday about how baseball needs to get it in gear with their uniforms. Seth and I really want to see more tight baseball <laughs> uniforms so we can watch those butts we, jiggle. <laughs> we feel that in this era, really since the 1980s, yes. when in this culture, like the male superhero yep. is a... It didn't always used to be this way, kids. The the action heroes weren't actually muscly dudes. They were right. kind of like... They were Charles Bronson types yep. or Clint Eastwood. They were like... You know, tough-looking guys, but they weren't all shredded and everything. Yeah. Since then, in sports and in movies and superhero movies, it's uh, it's like a more muscular physique. And baseball players who are incredible athletes, I frankly think they don't honestly get like the subconscious credit from people that they deserve because they're wearing big bulky uniforms. Yep. They, they look, they don't look as athletic as they are, especially when you compare them to, uh, you know, football and basketball. Hockey's a whole nother story, it's a whole nother but we story. don't care about that. here. Right, right, right. Pena, Pena looks good in a baseball uniform. A couple other things. Speaking of people in suits, it was unsettling for me while he killed it in his standup. Mm-hmm. It was unsettling for me to see Mac mattress Mac yeah. in a suit. His Whoa. suit is an Astros jersey tucked into his jeans yeah. with a ball cap. <laughs> that's, a, that's the only thing we've seen him in for the last 12 months. Yeah, that's true. It was unsettling to see him in a in a suit. He introduced Jose Altuve for the Sportsmanship Award. Yeah. Jose Altuve, not comfortable speaking in front of a crowd at all. Yeah, but he was a... In an though, endearing way. Yes, in an endearing way, but he doesn't look uncomfortable. I don't think he looks uncomfortable. He just... He, I don't he, think he accepts praise well. I think he's very modest. I don't. I think point. he's uncomfortable. I think he's uncomfortable getting accolades. He's too pure for that world. He's very humble. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the Astros players themselves, by the way, also the guys that were there. Um, I always, you know, because every single article you read these days is all about how Zoomers have no attention span and yeah. everything. I felt like every time they the cameras were on them, where they had to sit for three hours in the same spot in a in a theater, um, they looked like the most attentive and energetic bunch there. Yeah. Did they? Yes. That's one thing. Okay. About the telecast. Award shows are tough for some people. You yeah. know what I mean? To get through. It's a long show. It's a long show. The crowd shots, it's one thing if you're at the Emmys or the Oscars and the crowd shots are pretty far back and you can't see people's faces. It's different when it's in Houston. It's the Wortham Theater. It's a yeah. tighter crowd. As the show went on and it got to be at the 90-minute mark and the two-hour mark, and some of the speeches go a little bit long. I'm not going to yeah. name names. But they do the crowd shots. <laughs> like two-thirds of the crowd looks like they're looking at their watches. <laughs> you know, they look, they're tired. You yeah, Because you did the whole purple carpet thing. It was cold outside. You it's know? tough with a Hall of Fame induction or any kind of like Lifetime Achievement Award because it's different than an awards show where, okay, you start playing the music to kind of usher them off. It feels like there's a, there's a step up in status when you're getting a, either a Hall of Fame induction or yeah. a Lifetime Achievement Award where I don't know if, I don't know how you guard against that. Especially the older they get. You're like, okay, this might be the last speech we ever hear from some of these people in yeah, a Hall of Fame yeah. setting. You're going to you know? take that from them? You're yeah. going to be the bastard? Give them their runway. You're going to be the production assistant that goes out there and pushes I, I them off the stage? I texted you. I'm like, Don Chaney just went Ed Marinero on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as far as uh, Mattress Mac? Yeah. Not being in his uniform, yeah. You, you like to be wearing an, him to be it's wearing an actual suit uniform. To me, yeah. There is something. Um, I've been watching Brandy and I've been watching Mayor of Kingstown. Yeah, and uh, it's a good show. Except Amy that watches it. Jeremy Renner's character is always in a suit, and like, yeah, there's reasons they do that. I, I get it, I, but it, it annoys the hell out of me. Yeah. Like he's always in a suit. Like he's out on a boat in a suit. He's he's doing all these different yeah. things. He's always in a suit. Yeah, that's and I annoying. get, I get, but I just. 
But then when I try to imagine him, like just wearing casual gear out in his suit, I'm like, okay, or unsettling. I'm like, yeah, all right. Yeah, he needs to be in the suit. I get it. That's like his that's uniform. his whole character. That's his yeah. Absolutely. That's who you think of him as. That's his deal. Yeah. It's like Tillman Fertitta. I've never seen him in anything other than a black T-shirt underneath that black coat, the black jacket, and yeah. black pants. That's his we? uniform. You and I have said this like at least once every year or two that we need to have a look somehow. Yeah. Um, and we got no look. I gotta, yeah. I gotta figure something. Up. Ben, uh, uh, would you be my stylist, Ben, for an extra? You, you want to look like me? <laughs> no, I want. I oh want God, no! To, I want you to get some fashion magazines <laughs> and. and and uh, start to Help get a feel out. for what, yeah, what's, and I don't know, there's probably an app or something Yeah, it matches my personality with how I should Unbiased third party. Yeah. Now know this, I am incredibly lazy when it comes to choosing what to wear in the morning, so you're going to have to lay it out for me, too. <laughs> Good luck with that, Ben. So you need a butler. Yeah. I need a butler. <laughs> yes. I need a butler producer. Yes, a butler. That would be- <laughs> I feel like a lot of things, yeah, you know what I really need is a personal assistant of some sort, yeah. and yet I feel like, I don't, I feel like the things that I would want would all end up in some expose someday of like, well, he said I was going to be his personal assistant, but then he had me go right. get kitty litter for the cat and all up his dry cleaning. Like, well, yeah, I mean, but it was in the job description. Right, it was right it was like, there. It was you were like the everything. Bullet point number four. I said personal assistant because gopher sounds demeaning. Is Chandler Parsons validated in one of his opinions? I don't think Houstonians are going to like this. We've got it for you next. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Okay, Seth, why is it, what's the biggest reason why in Houston, a city that we celebrated last night at the Houston Sports Awards, why is it that we dislike Chandler Parsons on this well, show? Well, uh, to give a quick recap, Daryl Morey in the year 2000 was going after Chris Bosh. 2014. Was going after Chris Bosh. Yep. And because of the timing of contracts and whatnot, uh, he basically had to say goodbye to Chandler Parsons and uh, send him off up to, to Dallas. And at the time... If anything, people were upset with Daryl Morey, especially after they, they whiffed on Chris Bosh. Yep. I was cool with that. I thought, hey, shoot your shot. Um, the people were cool with, with Chandler Parsons. They just, you know, they, what are you going to do? You turn down all that money? Right. Um, and then Chandler Parsons had to start taking shots at the great city of Houston. For no reason. Yeah, including saying that, uh, that, that Dallas is better because it doesn't stink like Houston does. That's right. I'll paraphrase. He wasn't quite that aggressive with it, but he did just flat out say that Houston stinks. Called us a dirty city. Yeah. He said we were dirty. Yeah. yeah. He said it's kind of dirty. Yeah. Not like in a complimentary way. Not no. Like, not like, oh, yeah, it's, it's dirty. dirty. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we have some of that, too, but that's not <laughs> what he was referring to. It's so, so neon. <laughs> yeah. So Richmond. <laughs> so, um... Uh, Sadly, it would appear, according to a uh, according to a, a ranking from uh, Lawn Starter. Oh, of course, Lawn Starter. Lawn Starter, the prestigious <laughs> Lawn Starter. They recently released a report on the dirtiest cities in America. Why is Lawn Starter doing a dirty cities something or other? I don't know. Do they do like fertilizer or something? Lawn not Starter. Sure, okay. I'm not sure, but they're good enough to get picked up by various media outlets. Yeah. I tells you. Okay. Um, so, uh, Lawn Starter recently released a report on 2023's Dirtiest Cities in America. Okay, 2023 is only like three weeks old. Anyways, sadly, Houston is at the top of this list. Um, the report said this, Lawn Starter ranked the dirtiest cities in America following one of the trashiest times of the year, the winter holiday season. They compared over 150 of the biggest U.S. cities across four categories. Okay. You ready? Pollution? Yeah, well, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah, we're not going to score well there. That's I'm going to concede like, that one. As I look out at 59, <laughs> on, just on, hey. a, on a clear day, which is not often, I can actually see the uh, the shipping and the. Uh, the oh yes, there, where are the plumes of smoke? Yes, right down there near Port of Galveston. Okay, the sun's out, and we used to have a stadium over there. Um, all right, pollution, living conditions. Well, what's that? I mean, what's the, we're, we're all living here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like living it. conditions. Does it say what what type of living conditions? It, it doesn't. Not yet. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got to get through the uh, infrastructure. I will say our infrastructure seems to be a work in progress. There's a lot of construction. We're con- right. Going. We're constantly, who builds more toll roads than we do? Okay. Nobody. Sorry, poor people. Yeah. That other cities that don't like to, you know, that don't have enough cash to pay for getting to work. Right. Or right. doing essential things if you want to do it in less than three hours. Yeah. Sorry about it. And consumer satisfaction. I've never been more satisfied. I, me too. That's crazy. 
I'm totally satisfied. Yeah, what with kind Houston. of consumers? Uh, you know, it doesn't. I, it doesn't, I, it doesn't uh, give great detail here in this. Uh, okay, so in this aggregation of the reports. So, <laughs> so consumer satisfaction. Yeah. I would say so. Pollution and infrastructure might be an issue for for Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Pol- I, you know what? I don't pollution. Know about- we rank third. I guess we, <laughs> we're not that bad on. I know our traffic isn't as bad as it used to be. Yeah. The constant building and building and building of toll roads and loops around the city. Yeah. Um, someday, someday geologists are going to figure out how old Houston was by counting the rings on its tree. <laughs> but basically, <laughs> like, oh, look, there's seven, there's seven loops around this city. Yeah. It, uh, it made it all the way to 2042, which was better than some of the other cities in the we, United they, States. They, I've actually found the breakdown. We were third in the worst pollution okay. and fourth in the worst living conditions. Consumer satisfaction, we rank a robust 34th. So our instincts oh, so are third, cr- oh, lower is better. Yeah, lo- so no, lower 34. is thirty fourth. Right, right, right. The higher the number, the better the you know the like the be- like third in pollution is really bad. First would be the worst in pollution, the dirtiest. So thirty fourth is thirty fourth worst in pollution in consumer, I mean, satisfaction. consumer satisfaction. Correct, thirty fourth worst. Yeah, which is good. Which is better than being second first worst. and worst. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a stupid point. Well, I know. I, I knew some of these would get a little. Here, well, you're saying stop saying best. Like, so, okay, so 34th means that there's 33 that are worse that's right. in that's what it means. consumer satisfaction. Correct. Yes. Yeah, okay. Consumer satisfaction. Here, here's where it hits home for me. The cities, because some of you may be wondering, well, what are the cities so, that we're being lumped in? We're with? 34th in consumer dissatisfaction, really. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, the cities that we are ranked near in this, Houston is number one, the dirtiest cities in America, according to. Uh, Lawn starter, uh, Newark, New Jersey. You're, you're, <laughs> this is where I need your opinion because you're a well-traveled person. You've been to a lot of these places, as have I. Like that's that hits home. What the hell, Newark? Newark is a pigsty. Newark. Newark is nothing but chemical plants and airplanes. Newark is number two, and dead bodies in marshes. Well, they don't have a column for dead bodies, unfortunately. They can't. You wouldn't go swimming in one of those marshes the way I go swimming in the bayous every day. <laughs> Backstroking, yes. Um, San Bernardino. They don't even. Uh, Newark's not even clean for Nutri to live in. San Bernardino, California. I have no opinion on San Bernardino. It's What's a, it? A, what a is pit. a suburb of? It's it's near Los Angeles. It's kind of these east of Los Angeles. These aren't even actual cities. These are sub cities. These are like the okay, you, These are like the 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 sibling nobody talks about. Like Newark is the sibling nobody talks about to New York. San Bernardino is what L A. Is it, yeah, is yeah. it near it's LA? Southern California? Yeah, okay. it's near LA. It's like whatever the opposite of the Woodlands is to Houston. You it's want like, a re- yeah. you want a real city? Yeah. Fourth on the dirtiest cities list: Detroit, Michigan. Well, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, but we're dirtier according to this thing than Detroit. Well, because a lot of people left Detroit or died early. It's <laughs> so I, a lot of people aren't there to take the surveys because they don't own. Um, they have. Landlines. You ever been yeah. to Jer- you ever been to Jersey City, New Jersey? Uh, no, I 100 percent have. I bought drugs there once. You did, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they're legal, f- legal drugs. Don't get me wrong, but it felt like a drug deal because it was in Jersey City. Yeah, Jersey yeah. City's fifth. Yeah, yeah. We're dirtier than Jersey City. Yeah, that's messed up. That's not correct. This is incorrect. It's I don't. Empirical. I don't, I'm looking at it. it's I, math, Seth. Yeah, I don't believe this. This is not fair or right. I don't understand how honestly, and I'm not even saying this as a shot at New York City, but yeah. like I don't understand how New York City can't be. Like at least at the same level as Houston, if if like Newark and all these places, like when you go to New York, it's a 
After a while, like New York City, after a while, you kind of start to enjoy the yeah. smell, but it has a very specific stench to it. Right. Constantly. Yeah. And it doesn't smell like, oh, wow, is this fresh linen? Yeah. It's something much <laughs> different. It's like, not. there's no, they don't sell any cologne that no. smells like, like New York City. No. So um, I, I disagree with this. Okay. Okay. I'm checking Chandler Parsons' LinkedIn right now to see if he's the CEO of Lawn Starter. Yeah. See if he's behind this. Um, Number six, dirtiest cities, Bakersfield, California. Yeah, these aren't real cities. Yeah. I don't mean, you know, like, Houston, does Houston not get any credit for at all for being the fourth largest city in the country? Number seven, San Antonio, Texas. Okay, real that's city. That's a big city, yeah. That's- but I, I also disagree on this. I think the, this, you know what there is? There's a cultural bias here. I think that these are, these are, this is from some highfalutin person who's sitting in a uh like a an urban metropolis where people don't even actually drive all that much or anything because it's a, a walkable city yeah and they're looking down on us in our car culture i i choose to believe that along with you because it's going to make me feel better about being ranked way ahead of cities like shreveport at number 11 you ever been to shreveport like what you say ahead you mean the actual yeah like, yeah. We're, we're, dirtier. We're yeah, dirtier. Dirtier. yeah yeah dirtier sorry yeah yeah higher up the rankings yeah dirtier Dirtier than Shreveport. I feel like, okay, so this is what it's not giving Houston credit for. Okay. I feel like it's taking all the worst parts of Houston and, like, saying, okay, that's Houston. Because there's parts of Houston are, that are like Newark. Yeah. Or there's parts of Houston that are like Shreveport, obviously. Um, but when you take the sum total of it all, it's all counterbalanced. By, by the, the good. Yeah. Yeah. I No, I agree. You're preaching to the choir. Is Myerland sinking into the earth? Yes. But still, <laughs> it's nice when it's not flooded. Right. It's, uh, you know. It, and it's really just a small fraction of the city, whereas the equivalent of Myerland in, say, Yonkers, New York, 10th on this list, right. is Yonkers. Yeah. I don't. Yonkers uh, is the size of Myerland. This probably. doesn't pass the smell test. I agree with and you. And by that, I mean we don't smell as bad as a lot right, of these other places. Right, right. No, you're right about this. Some of these, Ontario, California, 14th on the Ontario, list. Ontario, California? That's right. not even a real place. Los Angeles is 15th on the list. Yeah, of course it is. Are we that because much that, dirtier that than Molly LA? that lady that, wrote, uh, that hates the Astros is probably in charge of that. The, no, the, yeah, the, yeah, whoever they asked to self-report on this. You know, people, everybody's delusional in L.A., they're all delusional because at one point, either they or their daddies or their grandparents uh, thought they were going to be movie stars. And then it's been a slow and steady disillusionment. So where they have to just keep saying, like, no, it's awesome here. I love L.A. It's so awesome. Yeah. It's really, really cool. If you can. <laughs> uh, Las Vegas, 19th on the dirtiest cities list. Now, if it was the other kind of dirty, Las Vegas, number one. Las Vegas is an interesting one. I always appreciate... You know what I've always appreciated about Las Vegas? Oh, no, I'm thinking of Phoenix. Never mind. Uh, the grid system in Phoenix. Every time I've been to Phoenix, it's been for some kind of football event, either a Super Bowl yeah. or the national championship game yeah. or something where I've... At like 3 in the morning, I've appreciated it. Like, oh, I'm at 34th Street, and I have to get 100 to 198th Street. Well, at least I know as long as I just keep walking keep in a straight line, I'll get there by 9 a.m. It's <laughs> <laughs> a long walk. Phoenix, by the way. That was all before Uber. Is that, yeah. Phoenix, 23rd dirtiest city, according to this. this I think is a- that. Phoenix was, uh, when we were out there for the Super Bowl last time, the funny thing about Phoenix, I guess this isn't funny, it's kind of sad, but they... They really like they tried to clean up, you know, like there's sometimes cities will say, all right, look, let's um, let's give an incentive to, for some of the homeless people to right. maybe go elsewhere for a little while. <laughs> right. But for whatever reason in Phoenix, it ended up being like the homeless people riding the trains all day long. Yeah. Every, which I guess wasn't the normal circumstance. Not the plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was Ted, Ted got his bag stolen <laughs> with his computer and 
watching it. It was, uh, it was Wyatt is watching his bag. It was like on his wrist. Like, and I'm pretty like I'm pretty cool. Like as far as uh, like I don't get bothered too much by homeless people or anything. Sure. I used to go to the McDonald's down there uh, by the by the the bus station all the time. Closed now, by <laughs> yeah, the way. I know. I know. I Just didn't. closed it. I didn't go to the McDonald's. That much. <laughs> I went once. Um, but it was kind of weird on those trains in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. It was. Um, all right, Payne and Pendergast with you. Um, so there you go. So Houston, Third dirtiest. If you can first, first dirtiest city. If you can, whatever you can do today. Oh, a bucket and some soap. Scrub the sidewalk out there. Do your part to get us out of first place and dirtiest city. Wait, in we the were United. first place. <laughs> I we were th- Don't you do this? We were again. going through so many rankings. I thought we were third. We were the dirtiest. Oh. No, we had third in pollution. Third worst pollution. Yeah. yeah. Who's worse than us in pollution? I don't know. I'll look it up during the break. L.A. probably yeah. and San Bernardino. Probably. It's not even a city. Probably so. All right. Um, I bet there are more people in Pearland than San Bernardino. Uh, Maybe so. Maybe, nowadays. Yeah, nowadays maybe for sure. Um, Is the well drying up for Sean Payton and head coaching jobs in the NFL? And how nervous are we that the Texans have competition for D'Amico Ryans? That is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you. Here was Ian Rappaport on the current status of Sean Payton's job quest for an NFL head coaching job. Yeah, this is interesting, Andrew, because when this all started, the assumption was as soon as Sean Payton decides where he's going to go, then everyone else will know where they're going to go, and then the coaching searches will resume from there. It's now reached a different point, and if you go through the different places that Sean Payton has has interviewed, it does not seem like a second interview is coming with any of those places. First of all, the Carolina Panthers, where he already interviewed, have Frank Reich, uh, and Steve Wilkes, along with Kellen Moore, in for second-slash-first interviews there. That seems to be the list as of now. You have the Denver Broncos, who seem to be focusing their attention elsewhere. Not saying he's out, but they do seem to be focusing elsewhere. You have the Houston Texans, who have not yet requested a second interview with Sean Payton. And then he's going to the Arizona Cardinals for a first interview. That is going to be tomorrow, assuming they get through the Dan Quinn interview and make no moves today. 
So what am I saying, Mike Garofolo? I'm saying that as of right now, it does not seem like there is a place for Sean Payton. We'll see, but it does not seem like there is a place in the coaching world right now. Yeah, this 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 sad. This does run contrary. Remember there was, there was that report earlier this week from FS1 mm-hmm. that Denver Denver was thought to be getting ready to make a big offer to Sean Payton. Oh yeah, yeah of yeah. course. I guess yeah, that it came from FS1 probably should have been noted. Right. As yeah. I was reading those tweets, you, know, you almost wonder though too. Payton again, side. like did it? Was it one of those things where uh, maybe people in Denver heard that and already knew and could tell like, oh, Payton feeds everything to Colin Coward. Boy, that's a great yeah. point. Maybe Denver just felt like there is a very much a feel of wow. Sean Payton sure did have a high estimation of himself getting into this thing. That's what it feels like right now. And I just get the sense that he felt like all he had to do was show up and everybody's going to be throwing their panties at him trying to get him into bed. And I I don't think that's the case. I think people have been – I think these teams have been way more discerning this job cycle. They're interviewing lots of people multiple times. That's let's see. Last year, the first hire was made on January 27th. Okay, and I don't well, know. It'll like, be what tomorrow. Was it? Yeah. yeah. So, so it's not like this year is any more patient than last year so far. Um, but now I don't. I'd have to go back. We might have known about a couple hires and they weren't officially announced. Until Maybe. Next day. But so Sean Payton, I think. Like I don't know. I, I think he maybe he got bucked down a notch ego wise. And uh, maybe this, maybe the clamoring for him isn't as great as he thought it would be. I thought he's been very off-putting. Like with his, honestly, ever since the job search started and I watch him on Fox News, or excuse Fox Sports, and like see the way that he just, he's got that kind of cocky scowl about him, I don't like him. It just, he annoys me and it feels like he thinks he's just going to, like he's the big swinging stick that's going to come in and he knows how to get things done where he might not realize that hey buddy you know I don't know if you've been paying attention but your old buddy Bill Belichick who's a better coach than you hasn't looked so hot since he lost his security blanket no you know and you know I don't think I don't think if people are looking at Belichick and thinking like gosh boy it sure did not go that well so far even though I mean they had a I feel like that's an exaggeration too. Like I think almost making the playoffs this year and doing what he did with Mac Jones last year was was still pretty impressive. Kobe Myers doesn't hand a game to the Raiders. They're in the playoffs. If he was a first year coach, I think it'd be pretty damn impressive what Belichick has done. Yeah, it's a good way to look at it. Except you'd fire him for hiring Matt Patricia. Probably, or the very least, he'd be on a super hot seat. But you know what? Again, though, that goes back into the hubris side of things. Like, okay. Is Sean Payton a little too high on himself? And is he at a point where he doesn't have like the required level of humility? Yeah. Because like with Belichick, who knows what the grand plan was, but man, a young coach certainly wouldn't have had Matt Patricia be his offensive coordinator. No this chance. Year. And and you just if I'm an owner watching that, and I'm thinking, and that's Bill Belichick, who for damn sure is smarter than Sean Payton. Like what? What am I going to get out of Sean Payton, who's demanding twenty, twenty-five million dollars a year, and is also, by the way, leaking information about these interviews to other people? And yeah. now what? Oh, wait a second, we're close to hiring him. Right? Screw you. Yeah, that's yeah. the big thing, and they're all intertwined. And I love the fact that you—that's that, that, a really good connection of. Oh yeah, there's this news coming out of Denver through FS1 earlier this week that the Broncos are ready to make a big offer to Sean Payton. And the chances that Denver might have seen that, and all of a sudden we're hearing David Shaw and D'Amico Ryan's in Denver. Yeah. I think the trigger mechanism could be if things are if if things are if people are cooling on Sean Payton, I one hundred percent think it could be because they've watched him operate for the last week to ten days, yeah. maybe two weeks, and seen 
Colin, Co- I mean, basically Colin Coward saying, yeah, I went to dinner last night with Sean Payton. Now here are a bunch of opinions I have about Sean Payton's job candidacies. Yeah. Like, okay, you may as well just pull one of those cardboard Payton faces and put it in front of your face like they do on PTI and just talk that way because that's exactly what you're doing. And I know the big one for us here with Sean Payton and Colin Coward was when Coward was saying, even on Zoom calls, yeah. you can tell the dysfunction. Zoom calls. And that um, was at a point where the Texans were the only team that had interviewed via Zoom with Sean Payton. They had to do Zoom because they want in wanting to get in early yep. before Sean Payton was allowed to interview in person. Right. They interviewed via Zoom. And I think the reaction was following that. I know like my reaction was, oh, crap, okay. Well, that was at a point where I was enthusiastic about the possibility yeah. of Payton. And I think people might go, well, if, if, if I'm in on Sean Payton, if I'm rooting for a team that's in on Payton, I love hearing that because now the Texans – Sounds like they're out of it. It sounds like they really yeah. screwed it up. I could see where people who run big billion-dollar corporations look at that and go, okay, it's not going to be all peaches and cream once he gets here. We're looking for a coach for a reason. So am I to believe that there's a possibility that we start 3-7 and seven next year? Yeah. That there's going to be smoke of people failing at their jobs behind the scene and it's everybody but Sean Payton. Oh, right. It's going to exactly. be on the Coward yeah, Show. Yeah, that, And that's where... That's um, how he operates? I think as an owner, as new owners with uh, the group out there in Denver... You have to be very wary of the uh, like the the cult of personality guy, the guy that's going to come in and take everything over because he knows how to run things. When Sean Payton was successful, and when as Bill Belichick has been successful, there always have to be checks and balances. And you know, Bob Kraft in a lot of ways was way less like he was a hard owner to deal with for a younger Bill Belichick in a lot of ways just because he wasn't he's kind of stingy in a lot of ways like with things like ink ink supply ink and toner for the cart uh, for the printers and everything like stuff like that he was a penny pinching owner um and I think he made it like Belichick really had to justify everything that he did where like not every new owner necessarily has either the temperament or the wherewithal to be that guy so if if all of a sudden you're hiring a guy and it feels like, wow, he sure does seem to think he owns the place already, that would freak me out a little bit. If yeah. I'm that owner and I'm like, I, you know what, I need somebody, that, like, I need people to advise me and I need people to help me out in this and I certainly don't need some guy that's going to act like he's the he's the end-all, be-all of everything. Yep. I think, honestly, that's what happened with like, when I was in with Jacksonville with Coughlin. Coughlin was like the same guy he's been in a lot of ways his entire life, but he had extreme control and power in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a guy who has a level of humility to him, I think, and was st- and after he was fired, very much had a level of humility that Sean Payton doesn't seem to possess. Um, but when he went up to the Giants, it was different. And I don't think that some of the spending issues that he had in Jacksonville, some of the decisions perhaps that he made, when there were more checks and balances with the Giants, I think that ultimately was was better for Tom Coughlin. And, and that's why he won two Super Bowls, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, and the Giants are an organization that's been around a while. So, I, yeah, if I were a new owner, I think maybe the last guy in the world I want is somebody that's going to um, think that they're going to come in here and sprinkle fairy dust all yeah. over the place with his Sean Paytonness and do the deal. Now, so now he's uh, now he's got to go back and make a measly $10 million a year. <laughs> doing TV. Yeah. Enjoy your $10 million a year. Doing TV. You broke ass. <laughs> um Trailer Wheel and Frame text page. Four three zero four. Eating at the McDonald's by the Greyhound stop. Seth is a real Houstonian. LOL. That place was no joke. <laughs> I never ate there. It was. Uh, I drove through one time. Yeah, I, it yeah. was when I I used to live a long time ago, probably about twelve years ago. I lived <clears throat> before I met Amy. Yeah. I lived at the lofts at the ballpark. 
which is right along that feeder road there, the yeah. same one that McDonald's is along, you know, kind of near there. Um, yeah, dude, it's it's a it's a scary that, McDonald's. I mean, dude, man. that whole midtown between midtown and downtown spot, area dude. around the Greyhound yeah, station, and everything is it's like a thriller video. That's a different edge. Like when people say, like uh, you know, when they do their little thing, where like I'm gonna be, a, I'm gonna live like a homeless person for a day or two. Um, I don't. Has anybody ever done out. it right there? Yeah. <laughs> that's a. I feel like those are the those are like the hardest of the hard. Dude, that's the Olympics. Like you're. Yeah. <laughs> That's the New York City. If you can make it there, yeah, you can make it anywhere, man. You know what that is? That is like the movie version, yeah. of the you know Skid Row. Yep. If you're when you drive through there and you're and you're like and you realize like oh boy boy I, you get further down I and there's quit. kind of the tent city version. I of gotta it quit there. complaining about various yes. little things in my life. Right. This is a, and there was a McDonald's a here. plunked right in the middle of it. <laughs> Like, I don't think this is a Steve McKinney McDonald's. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Oh, another guy I saw last night. So yeah, yeah. No, McDonald's yeah. was a big part of the things last night. I mean, obviously, I Ronald McDonald. When I had Ronald McDonald, I should have asked the hard-hitting questions. About McKinney? I was like, listen, I'm not going to... No, about uh, the McDonald's on Main Street. Oh, oh. So, I'm not going to... Can you imagine? <laughs> you know, you claim you serve America. Right. right. How, did it, how did it feel to fail? But I'm out of, yeah, getting off the bus and... Um, I'm gonna okay. Yeah. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna put this on my action list of things to take care of. That's a long list you got over there. <laughs> I've got Rob Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, um, I was making a list of coaches who were super cocky after they got fired. Remember, oh, yeah. remember Rob Ryan said he'd be unemployed for about three minutes. Yeah, and it was like four months later. <laughs> His hair got really long. All right, into the nine o'clock hour we go. Conspiracy so, <laughs> theories. Rob Ryan stories. To yep. clean up the Greyhound area. Clean up Midtown. Okay. Yep. Make Midtown great again. All right. Um, uh, conspiracy theories in the NFL. One big one that <laughs> was totally silly. Another one may actually play into some Sean Payton conspiracy. We will get into that next. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.